Matthew 21, 1 through 11. It can be found on your screen. This is God's word. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a, do a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, see, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the, on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us take one minute of silence to allow the word of God to enter into us. Draw that into our hearts. That place looks like a glowing ball. Hi, everyone. Sorry about my shining face. Maybe I just came down from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie's laughing. All right. <laughs> Jesus was always doing the unexpected with maximum impact. When his followers wanted him to zig, he zagged. When they thought he'd say this, he'd say that. Tomato, tomato. At this point, they should be used to it. He was always doing what nobody expected. And then when they look back on it later, they think, wow, he did it perfectly. Um, so they should know his pattern by now, but I can imagine what they were thinking at this time 
near the end of his ministry. Things are closing in on him. You know, they're after you, Jesus. Let's go over here where it's safe. Jesus says, we're going to Jerusalem. Oh, okay. Well, I know a back way. We can sneak in, you know, around the other side. Oh, there goes Jesus. He's going right through Bethany and Bethpage, the towns where everyone knows us. All right, that's where you raised Lazarus from the dead. So that's going to draw a crowd. Oh, no. Are you sure you want to do that? Oh, oh, wait a minute. You want a parade? Jesus orchestrated this whole thing. I can imagine his followers. You want a parade? Oh, wait a minute. Hey, guys. Hey, maybe it's time. Maybe it's happening now. Finally. He's doing it. He's going to ride that opinion pole right past the temple into the palace. Maybe he knows a weakness. He's got a way in. He's going to grab the crown. Yes. This is what we've been waiting for. Judas might have been leading the parade on this. Yeah. Uh, you want us to call you a lift, Jesus? Okay. I got you. I got, a, I got a Hummer limo with a hot tub, bazookas, machine guns. You want a donkey? A donkey's baby? Jesus Christ! What are you doing? Jesus, we believe you're the Christ, the promised one, the king. I remember from Saturday school something about Zechariah saying something about riding a donkey's baby and the obedience of all nations coming before the promised one, but the Roman guard, Jesus, they don't play. Okay, that's the end of the dramatic part. I always try to imagine Jesus' followers as being really befuddled and passionately wrong about most things. Hint, that's us. Uh, so Jesus, it's, he's, he's gonna be not what we expect just like his disciples. So one thing to think about that is don't assume, listen to him. So that's one thing. He's not what we expect. So actually listen. Number two, Jesus and his disciples knew that heading into Jerusalem at this moment was a distinct choice. They were going to have to crown him or kill him. And they all knew that. And that's a choice we have too. Crown him or kill him. And the third thing is the choice to crown him, to bow to him in our lives leads to life. And shalom is going to come. That's where Jesus is headed. The restoration of all things. So a quick story about how Jesus was always doing the unexpected. There were signs his whole life from birth to childhood to his baptism to the healing power he had. That he was the one, the king of all kings who'd been promised 
Jesus was consistently and calmly and quietly confirming that, but never openly. Maybe because he needed to demonstrate the difference between his kingdom and the world, the kingdoms that we set up. So one story is how he fed 5,000, and then the Bible says literally, Jesus knew that they were going to force him to be king. And so he escaped. He escaped from being forcibly made king because it wasn't time. The people chased after him. They couldn't find him. He shows up. They start asking him questions. But really, they just want more magic bread. That's a question for us. What do we really want, even as we seek out Jesus? What, what are we looking for? A clue might be how we invest our time and money. Maybe that's what we're after. What does our culture value? And how have we been influenced by that in ways large and small? These people who are seeking Jesus, uh, they say, you know, what does God want from us? They ask. And Jesus says, believe in the one he sent. And they say, give us a sign. Give us a sign. In other words, give us more bread. He just fed 5,000. And they're like, uh, could you give us another sign? We're kind of feeling a little peckish again. Give us another sign. And Jesus says, ah, you just want more bread. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hunger, hungry or thirsty. And they say, oh, give us some of that bread. We just want more stuff from, we just want more stuff. Give us some of that bread. I'm the bread that comes down from heaven. Now the, the leaders who, you know, are looking out for heresy, they start to grumble. Came down from heaven. Whoa, this is Joseph's son. Jesus says, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. Will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And now his disciples are grumbling. And many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Jesus turns to the 12 and says, what about you? Are you going to leave too? And they say, where else can we go? You're the king. They knew the choice. King or nothing. We tend to try to do something in between. Take a little, a little bit of Jesus. A little bit of his teaching. Jesus says to you and me and to those people, crown me or kill me. I won't be anything to you unless I'm your king. I want all of you or I want none of you. He says, my kingdom comes in weakness, a savior on a donkey to save us from what? From ourselves. The kingdom we set up with ourselves on the throne. 
Tim Keller says it this way, sin is servants putting themselves in the place of the king. Salvation is the king putting himself in the place of the servant on a donkey. N.T. Wright says, the cross is what has to happen if God's kingdom, which makes its way, as Jesus insists, by nonviolence rather than by violence, is to win the day. This is the truth to which Jesus bears witness, the truth of a kingdom accomplished by the innocent dying in place of the guilty. Throughout, Jesus remains God's anointed king, crowned the suffering Messiah, wearing the ironic royal robes. So I want you to take five minutes to think about this on your own or discuss with the folks who are with you. <clears throat> what is the bread that you are seeking? What is it that sustains you? And the, the things that you go after that you invest your time and money in may be the bread that you're seeking. Is it the magic bread that we're trying to get from Jesus? Or is it Jesus himself, the bread of life? Take five minutes. Let's pray. <clears throat> Jesus, will you continue to do the unexpected in us and through us? Will you speak to us when and pour your truth into us when we ask the wrong questions, when we fail to ask you questions at all, when we chase the magic bread that we think we need. Jesus, will you come into our hearts, in our lives, into our lives, into our families, into our neighborhoods, into our circles of influence, not in power that we value in our culture, but in the real power that comes riding in humility. Will you draw us into that Will you give us yourself and show us the ways in which you are at work in the world, healing, restoring, so that one day, like the people waving palms, the psalmist says the trees will sing for joy 
And Isaiah says that the, the palms will clap their hands and all things will be restored. Nothing will be missing. Nothing will be broken. No one will be sick because of your healing and not because of our machinations. Amen.